Rachel, stop saying that. Sam's recording. Sorry. I take it all back. <laughs> it's redacted. Sam, you really do hold you really do hold our our platforms in your hand. You can get us canceled at any time. You can have us deplatformed at a moment's now. I should be I should be nicer <laughs> to you. Less work. Yeah, the amount of the amount of times I've had to save Noah from HR just by making like a few simple edits to the podcast. I mean, I've lost count in 111, 111 episodes. Will, I really liked your um, editor's letter this month. <laughs> I just saw that. Um, I hadn't seen it until this morning. November? Yeah. Oh. The haiku length editor's Very, letter. Uh, yeah, the haiku was really artfully spaced. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I stay in poetry. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I fucking hate the editor's letter. Maybe you should. Maybe you it. should make them all like rhyme. The whole yeah. thing. Hide secret messages in them. Mm -hmm. I need to make them easier, not harder. I'm always like, this whole issue is my editor's letter. I got nothing to add. Yeah, the whole issue is in iambic pentameter. Every time, people it's may true. not know that. They don't notice uh, GT America font and iambic pentameter exclusively, mm -hmm. exclusively. We're gonna I was say, gonna say my mom loves your editor's letter. Like every month she tells me she loves it. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Luke Lifesti's dad, I also got a nice pass along from him. People do, um, I took one off entirely. I just, there was no editor's letter and um, I, I was missed. So I feel a little bit of pressure. Um, but it's a tricky thing. Are these like the only letters you write? You don't have like other epistolary relationships? Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> but it's hard when they're like published in GQ. And um, I feel like the whole like enterprise is in some way like judged. Well, they're like, this person's in charge. Let me see what he's talking mm -hmm. about. Well, if you're ever- um, It's not talking about much. If you're ever in need of a- uh, of material there's a certain podcast that might be an interesting topic for an editor's letter you want to you want to ghost right <laughs> hi hey hey Phoebe. how's it going what's up i'm gonna Phoebe? flip my stuff wait one second oh you're just trying to show off that you read the parish review <laughs> we get it slashing towards Bethlehem. Know, that's the oldest it's <laughs> the oldest trick in the zoom book i know i should have like my my like um shelves behind me but i haven't gotten it together yet Accidentally flipped the totally. camera. <laughs> Where are you uh, calling in from? Um, Echo Park, beautiful Echo Park, Los Angeles. An undisclosed location, Sam. There's no crying. <laughs> well, we saw the books, you know. Totally. Oh, God, this is hard. One second. Do you, know, do you know Sam and Rachel? Rachel is sort of mysteriously uh, silhouetted. Yeah. That's Sorry. Hi. Hi. Sorry, I'm like really <laughs> mysterious right now because I'm on my phone so that I can wear these headphones. Um, but I think it's going to work out. It's going to work out okay. This is a mysterious podcast. Sweet. Yeah, I'm... Yeah. What we're all I, about. Yeah. I am very fascinated by, by this podcast. Yeah, so uh, welcome to Corporate Lunch, the GQ podcast about Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> and our guest today is actual Phoebe Yay, Bridgers. Yeah. Now we can finally we can finally retire the pod. Now that we've done this. <laughs> <laughs> we only finale. had to do 111 episodes. episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Phoebe, we really uh, related to your recent announcement as um, corporate employees ourselves. Um, and can you tell us a little bit about, um, yeah, what, what you recently announced? Yeah, so I started a record label, uh, you know, during a pandemic year and the worst economy like in history. Um, uh, yeah, I started to, I, I just branched out and was like, you know, what's smart is to go deeper into the music business. <laughs> um, Smart and sexy. Very sexy. Um, yeah, so basically now instead of just releasing records uh, and worrying about like corporate meetings for only my records, I now do that for other people because um, I'm a masochist. No, I love it. Because you I, love I really meetings. Really love it. I actually do love meetings. Like with, with indie rock people, I love meetings. You know what I mean? Like it, running a label is so rad because, it, you know, it feels like a huge corporation, but then like, you know, uh, the guy who runs my label, Dead Oceans, just like, you know, signed the evangelicals and works with Sharon Bonnet and all day. So um, it's pretty pure. 
what does appeal to you about the uh, corporate lifestyle besides the business suits? I, I have like a, a <laughs> I, I'm trying not to There's sound so much. I'm trying not to sound like a uh, like a like a uh, fucking weed guy on Raya, um, but, <laughs> but but like I I feel like I do have kind of like a marketing brain, you know? Like I, for example, like I'm obsessed with. I feel like I get told no a lot because because I'll be like. For, for this late night performance, can I be suspended from the ceiling? And, you know, could, could, could the billboards for this around town have like a fake phone number that you have to call and then like somebody trolls you at the end of it and they're like, no, you, we, we're not going to do that. Um, but they're like, what billboards, Phoebe? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, although they did, Spotify once let me put um, uh, something on a billboard that was uh, hitting the road with six strings in a UTI that was I was really surprised that they let me have that one but they did um so power to them that rules yeah they must have shitty lawyers that is that's like <laughs> that's actually news that's news we can use Thank yeah you. you should definitely use six that six strings and a UTI <laughs> and it was like a picture of me and a, a bottle of cranberry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so I just want to I want to be able to do that for other people um I feel like I have a lot of ideas that I'll never get to do because they make no sense and they might make sense for other people. So um, like for Claude, who is our first signing, we had like a two hour marketing meeting where we, you know, dreamed up having shows in burger restaurants. And then we were like, oh my gosh, let's do like a vegan Claude burger, like the Travis Scott burger. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, they, they give me money for this for some reason. <laughs> You're really speaking our language on, on corporate lunch. Um, Good. I love a cor Also, I, lo I just love like a four hour Soho house meeting, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best part of corporate culture is the lunches and the expense accounts. And then close second is like water cooler talk. And the copy yeah, machine. for sure. Just being <laughs> yeah. able to copy anything at any time. Yeah. It's worth it for, <laughs> for me. free. Yeah. Totally. Um, Phoebe, what are you looking for in uh, saddest factory artists when you're meeting with people or thinking about who you're going to sign? I think I, I want to be obsessed with the music. I think that there, that seems obvious, but it's really not. Like, I think that um, you know, you get, I, I just want to be listening to something constantly so that my brain kind of is working for that person rent free, you know, like, like I have those ideas for my friends whose records I love. Um, so I just want to love the music number one, but also I want everybody at the label to love it. I think that a, a mistake that some A&R people make or people who run labels, they'll be like, I love this so much and the rest of the label doesn't get it, but my love will kind of like translate to everyone at some point. Um, and, then, and then you kind of can't leave the room for people. Uh, so I just want to make sure, especially right in the beginning, maybe I'll like strong arm them into something at some point, especially right in the beginning, I want everybody to like immediately get what I'm bringing to the table. Um, and like I said, it's not exactly like <laughs> a very radio heavy or corporate label. It's a, it's like a huge indie label, but it's an indie label still. So um, they're not as focused on, on like commercial success as, as if I was doing a subsidiary at a major. So it's been a lot of fun and hasn't been a problem yet. If you're going to be strong arming people, corporate America is already happy to have you, really, you know, fit right in. I know I need to stop apologizing in all my emails. I think that's my next. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, as somebody uh, sitting in a corporate tower right now, no exclamation points in emails. Yeah, I know that I'm, I'm the worst. Also, if I don't check myself, if I, if I don't read my email back, I have definitely said awesome like eight times, <laughs> you know, like I just want to communicate. Like, I feel like punctuation is so cold, you know, I can't, if I'm punctuate correctly, I have to add some awesomes or hell yeahs in there, whatever. <laughs> hell yeah, period. <laughs> hell yeah. yeah. Actually, that's really a, dry. That's a really common email for me, I think. In terms of like a two word <laughs> response. The period, after great, hell yeah, period is stronger. 
than an exclamation yeah. for sure. Totally. Sturdier. Yeah, it's powerful. I logged onto the, the Satisfactory website earlier today. And like, I swear to God, it gave me like PTSD of, of you know, being back in the, in the content tower and, uh, and sitting in meetings and like logging into my computer and stuff. Um, and then the shoot that you, the publicity shoot that you sort of came out with, um, with you as the boss and in the suits was so funny. And um, were you like, look, I actually lent Phoebe the GQ office for that <laughs> shoot. That was our, that was our copying <laughs> machine right here. Um, what like gave you the idea to, to, to like position or just like, I don't know, like, like come out with this like very strong and hilarious corporate theme. And were you looking at anything like any like office space type stuff as like inspiration or? Yeah, tons of stuff. I'm not really sure where the idea originated, but I, ha but I have like a lot of friends in, you know, tech or podcasting or whatever that are like, you know, it, it's just like a constant riff of um, like corporate retreats where there's like a lighted path. And I'm a, so sorry for you. And, 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 <laughs> and like an app you have to download so that you can like get to all the events and stuff. Um, and I just think that stuff's so funny. Um, and I think it was originally like a better oblivion community center idea where I was like, if we ever do album two, I want us to be like, yeah, have, you, have you seen those? You guys aren't in LA, but those like Kurt and Courtney real estate ads that are on the, on uh, benches everywhere. No. Oh, no. it's so fun. One, their name is Kurt and Courtney, which is hilarious, <laughs> but, but it's just like a man and woman, like back to back and it's for real estate. And I was like, I just, I want that to be a whole album campaign at some point. But they have nothing um, to do with Kurt Cobain and Courtney Love. No. Okay. <laughs> no. I think maybe they know. I don't they're know. They're not dressed. <laughs> they're not dressed yeah. in a specific like referential way, are they? Oh, I wish. That would be awesome. <laughs> it, it, it does make a lot of sense to take the idea of sadness and just, um, turn it into like really crushing uh profit gains <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah I, I again i think that half of the joke is how is how unmarketable my music is you know <laughs> in such a huge way it's like that meme number one make people sad number two question mark question mark question mark number three profit <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, when it comes to the label, like, how do you think of, um, how do you think about your time and how you meet it out? Because like, you're very active on Twitter. You agreed to come on corporate lunch. You can't be that busy if you agreed to come talk to us. <laughs> um, just when you think about your own music and then also having time and space to, to live your life and do everything else you're interested in, how does the record label fit? fit into that and like was that a consideration before you launched it like is this why why am I making this a priority for my time I think it has definitely been a consideration and luckily the pandemic has kind of helped me out actually like I'm just I did a whole Europe, European tr press trip for my album from my house so uh <laughs> <laughs> so the built-in kind of like time wasting that goes into being a touring musician is kind of gone. Um, that being said, I have been super, super busy uh, and I feel like I live inside my cell phone um, and I had to start like Slack channels and stuff. I was really bad at Slack at the beginning. So bad. Um, but it's working out so far. I think, uh, you know, hiring people down the line to, that have the same brain as me, hopefully, uh, will be kind of like a number one issue for 2021 uh, as, you know, hopefully the world starts again. Um, but thus far, it's been pretty easy to time manage other than, um, you know, writing music is kind of hard when you've been staring at your phone all day. But uh, yeah, trying to figure it out. Let me know if you figure out how. We're still trying. <laughs> <laughs> have you been, have you been um, writing a lot of music in this, you know, the past like, five, six months, do you feel like this weird time period has like given you a little bit more creative space or, or does it feel like a little bit too like obvious to be writing about like the pandemic and quarantine and being isolated from everyone and how has that been going for you? It's going okay. I feel like I'm writing at like the exact same level as always, which is like barely at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really slow at writing, but yeah, first week of pandemic, I think I wrote a song that had the word quarantine in it and I'm just like I can't do that uh 
because everybody on earth is going to do that uh and it's gonna we're gonna be so sick of it oh my gosh i'm not sure when this podcast is coming out but i'm not excited for like masked halloween costumes like covid themed halloween like people dressing as covid right people dressing as covid or like (laughs) you know pumpkins with masks on them just like what if people what if people dress as phoebe bridgers you know i have seen a little bit of that so far i think that's what i get for picking like a 20 dollar skeleton costume as my entire album campaign vibe (laughs) yeah it is kind of the phoebe's time of year it's like uh you've really leaned into the spookiness yes i've been spooky all year so are you are you over it now (laughs) or do you have a Um, do you have a costume lined up i have no costume lined up i actually i i don't ever really dress up that much i think connor overst and i were wayne and garth one year but nobody even took our photo like we just went to the studio (laughs) and then we like recorded (laughs) but i guess that's like i don't know how we're gonna make it through the rest of the pod if but this is kind of like this is what santa claus must feel like like he's like me and mrs claus like don't really do christmas totally yeah it's like halloween all year (laughs) yeah so your your skeleton costume was really just a 20 dollar skeleton costume I wasn't yeah, sure if it was like, like capital or something. I have like 15 of them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Where did the first one come from? Uh, this little boutique called Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, what were you thinking when you decided to order the one on Amazon? Did you think it might be a like a bigger thing for your album or was it more just like uh did it start off for fun and then it you actually had it in started hand? last halloween because i had no idea what i was going to be and i secret opened for lucy dacus at moroccan lounge in la um and it was like right around halloween so i was like i need to have a halloween costume so i just ordered me and marshall and harrison the band uh costumes and we played and then um and I was like, this is really comfortable and took a bunch of photos of myself in it. That's it. That's the amount of thought that went into it. That works. See, marketing genius, you know, it just expresses itself organically. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like we should talk about merch because um, we re- recently launched the GQ shop with our own merch. Oh, yeah. And that shit is harder. That shit is so much harder than you would think to just get it all right. And um uh, you have a viral sensation in the Phoebe Bridgers sweatpants, uh, like an absolute smash hit. Like we bow, we bow to you. Thank you for uh, your merchandising success. Thank you very much. It actually surprises me how much people are down with the riff. You know, like how could you wear those in public? Yeah. I guess that was the point of making sweatpants is that people aren't typically going in public. Um, but yeah, I was like, I want juicy sweatpants with my name on them. That was the entire idea. <laughs> Uh, I love merch. I love thinking of merch because I love merch with that people make, you know, I have like tons of band tees and whatever and love when people like there's a John Prine fly swatter. Remember loving that. Um, Yeah, I think that stuff is great. Do you get involved with like what the sweat, what the blank sweatpant is going to be? Yes, I got chips like a, a box of like 46 different types of sweatpants. That then it was like week one of COVID too. So I was like every single day, instead of doing any laundry, just wearing the blanks of (laughs) the new sweatpants every day. I'm actually wearing one of my favorite, uh, uh, Big Bud Press is one of my favorite companies in LA. They make um, like little onesies and are not little, they're giant like work onesies. Um, But they have like two piece uh, sweatsuits now that I'm obsessed with because it makes me feel um corporate even when i'm just being lazy and not putting on a full suit hey, a sweatsuit's still a suit we count it these totally. days we count it i agree you do have a great collection of of tailored suits though That's yeah really we envy your in. suit collection we stay in your suit collection dude most of them are from saint vincent de paul which is a thrift store here and then i just go spend too much money on getting them tailored like i just don't care what size they are um it's so it's so fun because nobody makes 
nobody makes like a super boring like gray like horrible gray <laughs> suit anymore you know they all are so nice um True. i have some nice suits too but i like the i like the just like brutal late 90s gray yeah, it's true. Every, there's always, somebody always like has an idea and you're like, no, I need the one that doesn't have an idea. No ideas. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, or like some what sheen, is, some beautiful material. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what is your um, relationship with your tailor? Like, and do you, do you, do you give them a, um, a year end holiday present? Is this like a deep relationship? You know, not really. She's pretty new and <laughs> I don't remember what her name is now, but um, I, like drive to the valley and she like kind of yells at me every time i love her she like That's a little bit perfect. shouts at me every single time which is like what perfect. is this yeah like, why do you want to wear this <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly she, she really does genuinely look confused when yeah. i bring stuff in she's like no yeah this is like, not gonna fit on you ever. yeah no matter <laughs> yeah. what i do yeah yeah i don't know how we can engineer a phoebe level um GQ viral merch sensation, but we're going to keep trying until we get there. You know, if you steal the sweatpants idea, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's gone for me now. I feel like <laughs> the joy are, is people, gone. <laughs> people, people are sick of my, of my endless Instagram stories. And people's butts, so go for it, GQ. Unfortunately, I think putting gentlemen's quarterly on the butt of sweatpants doesn't have the effect. same desired effect. See, yeah. I love that. I love that. <laughs> We'll mock up some samples and send you one and, and we'll see how it goes. Um, what is your, what is your like level of interaction with like the fashion industry? Like, are you interested in like what's going on? Do you follow along? Like do people, do brands like send you stuff? Do you get invited to shows? Like what's the, what's the vibe? You know, I don't think I've been invited to a show yet. I am a distant uh, consumer of it, but I feel like I let people who are smarter about that stuff, bring me things you know like I have enough people who are obsessed with fashion in my life to kind of guide me um but I love spending money on clothes it's like you know retail therapy love it <laughs> I, I I always want I, I I have way too many jackets um but I'm always kind of suit shopping and stuff you know if you it's sort of like she who has style needs no fashion you know, I'm trying to come up with like a, a maxim here on the fly. That, which the which is do. like, which is these socks. This is great to show on a podcast, but they're, yeah. they're like space socks. Those are great. See, I yeah. need yeah. no fashion ever. Yeah. Birkenstocks? But no, they're, Were you wearing Birkenstocks? Like, no, they're um, Nikes that I broke like four years ago and still wear it every <laughs> single day. <laughs> they're broken into pieces like Birkenstocks. <laughs> yeah. I, I do own are they black stuff, though good so thank god yeah oh yeah they're black <laughs> how many articles of clothing do you own that aren't black uh probably like four <laughs> <laughs> probably four yeah yeah what is i have this um ridiculous like uh whatever that's called like roughly um pink shirt mm -hmm. that I bought for like a prom show once yeah. <laughs> love that um but yeah not much else that's good that's a nice four, ratio four of those and nothing else mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think that um to, to go back to the label for a second will you be um I don't know I guess like a and r's you think of them as just like going to shows all the time a lot of that happens naturally for you right and then what's your process going to be like for um, I, I can imagine there are like legions of, of young musicians who are already trying to get you to listen to their demo anyway. And now you have a record label and it's just like, you know, back up the demo truck to your house at Echo Park. And how, <laughs> what, like, what do you think your process, I guess it's probably different during the, during quarantine, but what do you think your process will be for just like discovering new music that maybe wouldn't just obviously find its way to you? I, again, I think a lot like you said, a lot of it is built into my life. Yeah. You know, like I, I get sent stuff constantly. Um, people work for me for free all the time. You know, <laughs> I think the first person to send me Claude was my drummer, um, mm. which is like, you need to check this artist out. They're so cool. Um, and then I went to, sh to a show in Chicago. Um, but yeah, like the amount of times I'm just on tour and see some sweet 
opening band or a friend right. starts a weird side project with somebody. Um, yeah, I feel totally like inundated. I've never gone looking mm-hmm. for music because I don't have to, which is great. Yeah. On that note, I'm going to queue up my mixtape. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Close this out. <laughs> when I got signed, when I got signed to Dead Oceans, uh, I told my, I took my brother to South by Southwest because um, I thought it would be fun and he would have a good time. And uh, we were supposed to meet with them for lunch. Classic. We went to Torchy's Tacos. It was amazing. But I was like, okay, so this whole meeting, Jackson, I need you to be very, he's like the most mild-mannered kid ever. Like, I need you to be very, very aggressive and say, like, you know, what, what are your intentions with my sister? And then at the <laughs> end of the meeting, I want you to ask if you can send everybody your SoundCloud. Um, How did he And do? he did it. And they, everybody was so nice about it. Like, it wasn't even a joke. Like, they were just like, oh, totally. That's great. Um, absolutely like at the beginning to what extent will you be sort of like plugging into dead oceans infrastructure is that is that the way it's structured yeah I think that's going to be kind of forever the plan um just because I love it you know people's entire jobs are you know online marketing or um you know having a relationship with DSPs and and billboards and well like there's a job for everyone there's a whole radio department um so i feel like it's worked so well for me i've had such a good experience that i can't i can't wait to kind of put people through that same uh process um yeah everybody's so good at their jobs okay (laughs) i'm trying to decide in real time if this is like a uh uh rude or negative question but are you prepared for like um you know, when some band falls apart or gets frustrated with the label, you know, the, I, like everybody, everybody, like record labels are evil. It's like, you know, grass is green. This is the way, this is totally. the way people conceive of things, whether or not it's true. Um, right. So at some point, somebody's going to like blame you. Go totally. for Kanye and tweet the contract. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> totally. No, I, I think that was, that was one of the things that I had not thought about at all. And then um, Connor Oberst, who is my friend and runs or ran Saddle Creek for years with his friends and then uh, Team Love, his other label, he was like, you got to be prepared for when (laughs) your friends are like, fuck you, why did you do this to me? Or why isn't my record selling? And you have to be like, I tried, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like you have to kind of take responsibility, but also be like, I really tried my best and didn't ever lie to you. I am trying to help you. Um, As a very human response. Yeah. Uh, So I'm prepared, but also I don't think, I don't think I ever want to, you know, put too much on my plate um, and just, and just kind of, I want to always be in control of how much I do and always be excited about everything that I work on so that when that does happen, I can genuinely look at someone in the face and say, I am trying my best. Right. Not like I didn't answer my email for five days. Yeah. Um, like it, this is me. This is me trying the Taylor Swift lyric. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is actually really, I mean, I, we've been joking, but obviously with like you and dead oceans, it's not going to be that corporate of like, like, it's not literally going to be a very corporate feeling infrastructure. I can't imagine, although I know it does get into like distribution and all kinds of stuff that can sometimes be inevitable, but I think it's a really interesting, like um, uh, modern American experiment to try to bring like human interactions and emotions into corporate dealings. Um, Like wild shit happens when you just do things like be really honest or, um, telling someone how you feel can can like really take take them aback in a good way or saying stuff like uh, uh, Connor's advice is kind of amazing it's like I thought it was a thorny question then he was like I sometimes shit goes really badly and you have to tell him you tried your best <laughs> like totally. a person would do yeah it is true that behind every corporation there's just people and a lot of them are evil but yeah, like I said, I think I feel pretty safe in the indie rock realm, you know? What is, like, your outlook on, you know, next year? And, like, it's totally, it's obviously, like, unclear whether, like, 
big touring is going to be able to happen for a while. Like what's like the, the economic model right now for like a young musician who's um, maybe signing with their first label? Like, is it streaming? You know, is it merch? Like what's like the game plan to like make a living right now as like an indie rock musician? Well, it's hard. <laughs> it's super hard. Um, it's, I feel lucky having released an album during COVID because I already, I already released something that people listen to. So I was releasing it to people, but as like a new artist, um, my best advice would just be, yeah, like start releasing stuff on SoundCloud, be creative, do some weird live stream show, um, make work that you're really proud of. Uh, it, you know, I think being in music, we are kind of lucky to have even some sort of revenue from streaming and whatever coming in. Uh, a lot of people's entire lives went away and touring is such a, uh, you know, a, such, such a great way to make money and that disappearing is horrible. But also I feel like everybody unanimously is like, wow, streaming is up a lot um, because everybody's inside. So I think things like Bandcamp are beautiful, a beautiful way to kind of reach out to people. And like Claude has like an amazing TikTok, mm-hmm. um, like true artistry on TikTok, <laughs> uh, which, which is the first thing I've ever not gotten, I feel like. As a millennial, <laughs> I'm like, just no, TikTok is beyond me. <laughs> do you, what is the, um, ha- have you had to do or or chosen to do any math on your head like you're so fucking funny on twitter and just <laughs> vary yourself like full on and um uh i i just think that like you know when you're successful under your own name and like a uh, a, a public figure in some regards like the risk re- the risk reward there is always shifting and um but you continue to just like be yourself to the fullest. Uh, and I'm wondering if you ever like, does, does paranoia ever strike or what is your relationship to that? of just like letting it rip. Yeah, I think my, I mean, yes, I say wild stuff online and sometimes feel bad about it later. Uh, but my, I don't, if I die, I want you guys all to just steal my phone and delete my Twitter drafts. <laughs> because there's like there's a cancellation beyond all cancellations like in my twitter drafts that i'm like i you know yeah i now run a company i can't <laughs> i can't say every single thing that i think constantly um i'm so glad that i have some sort of restraint even though it seems like i don't there's <laughs> a business idea bb tweets her drafts for charity yeah oh that's a great idea. Um, Raise some money. You could Patreon that shit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I would subscribe. My OnlyFans is just my <laughs> just your drafts. <laughs> I actually um, saw someone on someone on Twitter yesterday was talking about doing an OnlyFans for fit pics, just like for their outfit pics. That's uh, great. Which just completely blew my mind. But I love that. Sam, uh, yeah, if- my friend. Em- Go please. My friend, my friend Emily, who I took to the GQ party, who you met, Will. Yes. Uh, she and I like we text all day about our OnlyFans ideas, and our new <laughs> one is is to get ridiculous lip injections uh, and then try to kiss, <laughs> like where it hurts. <laughs> That's our new idea. <laughs> That's our new concept. Take all our money. <laughs> take, take all of our money. Just like bleeding, lit, like in oh pain, like, uh, it'll be great. I don't know if Emily can keep up with your podcasts, but if she can, hi, Emily. Yes, I, she does. I, we actually, we're going to start a podcast together, but she's wilder than me. Um, <laughs> she, may, maybe this will get us, maybe she'll be mad at me for exposing this, but our podcast is going to be called Intrusive Thoughts. Perfect. T-H-O-T-S. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like an interview podcast that's really inappropriate it was gonna be great <laughs> oh man intrusive. i was laughing before you you uh clarified the spelling <laughs> phoebe we've actually brought you here today to uh offer you a job at gq <laughs> the pay is uh middling at best but the um, the opportunity is enormous and you could even yes. run satisfactory from um 
inside of the content tower here. Wait, you should do uh we should do like an office space thing where I'm technically not on payroll and then you put me in the <laughs> basement office. Uh, that will run satisfactory out of there. As long as you'll write headlines for us, we can we can work out whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely fired two hours in. A thousand percent <laughs> if I got the right headlines. <laughs> just we'll just do it for the drafts, like just for, yeah. just for the staff lulls at the at the rejected headlines. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm sorry to be painfully like old man earnest, but I, I do I do think that it is like. Um, it's not for every artist, but it is like an artist's job to have a lot to lose and to like just let it rip anyway, whether that's Twitter or songwriting or whatever the case may be, you know? So uh, uh, even if it's for like, you know, lip, lip injection jokes or whatever, I do sincerely <laughs> honor you for that. Like, Thank you, thanks man. Hopefully everyone listening will tweet their drafts after they finish listening. No, nothing nothing yeah. deadens the flow of our podcast like when I get really earnest. Everyone's like, mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> what are we doing? I love it. <laughs> okay. I, I, that, that's kind of my New Year's resolution, actually, that has long passed. But it's going to be again this year. It's just like sincerity. If someone says something nice to me, I immediately deflect with like, the grossest thing I can think of or whatever <laughs> like every time like yeah it just and then every time I do, every once in a while I'll get kind of like a sincere streak I sent um I I'll send like my band some sincere texts and everyone's like what the fuck dude are you okay like, <laughs> send somebody to check one on time, you <laughs> wait this is so off topic but one time I was um I was fighting with my drummer and I was just like after our fight I just texted him like hey man like I love you or I didn't say man I was like I love you and and like let's put all that stuff behind us because I really really care about you or whatever and I accidentally texted it to my mother <laughs> um but of course of course my mother and I were also fighting and but and she was like what the fuck like I know this isn't for me like you would never fucking say that to me like, like that's how insincere I am it's like I said like hey I'm sorry for what I said in our fight and people were like I don't fucking believe your mom you. was like go fuck yourself yeah. <laughs> you're like but to exactly. be honest mom if we were gonna put it all behind us that that's a lot that's a lot of stuff for yeah. one text not for your relationship with your mother but anyone's relationship with their mother Definitely my relationship with my mother, for sure. <laughs> if only yeah. one text could fix it. Yep. Get a refund on all the therapy. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> How do your interactions with, with fans tend to go? You know, I'm sure like around touring and stuff, there's like sort of a, a routine or whatever, but like these, you know, like if you're pulling up to Silver Lake Air Juan or something, like someone recognizes you in the parking lot, like, do, do, are those interactions like awkward for you? Do you sort of like it? Do you not like it? Dude, I was literally about to shout at Erwan because I got recognized at Erwan by this like teenage girl. Um, it was amazing. I love stuff. I love like COVID recognition because uh, it just, it feels like a like you're seeing somebody that you've only really seen online for whatever, seven months. Um, so it's kind of just this weird, uh, I, I like it a lot more than tour recognizing because medium sized fans will come up to you on tour. Like you're never as famous as you are the four blocks around <laughs> the venue that you're playing that night. So yeah. if you go to dinner or whatever, um, I feel like you get kind of like backhanded compliments constantly. What my favorite one once was in Toronto. Someone was like, oh man, Phoebe, like saw the show such a good show i was so glad um that i got tickets because usually that venue sells out faster um, <laughs> 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 oh my god oh <laughs> uh, yeah that was sick um it's like uh but <laughs> there's phoebe bridgers i have one thing to say i'm gonna totally. tell her that also usually the wiltern sells out much faster <laughs> <laughs> also uh fans planning is great that happens a lot on tour that's when someone describes their personal experience with you 
with little to no complimentary information. Like they'll say, they'll be like, you know, uh, I was visiting my parents in Florida and, and you played Florida that week, but um, I, I got sick, so I didn't go. Um, so then now I'm in California, but I saw you on, I saw you on uh, Colbert last night um, with your uh, uh, best oblivious, oblivious band. Um, and, and they just like, you're like, I have, I could fill in the blanks of this conversation. I have way more information about me than you have. <laughs> and you haven't said that you liked my music yet. You're just taking me through like how you heard of me first. And my favorite is like, my girlfriend loves you. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. I actually do kind of love that though. I'm like, that's better. Tell that's her better like, I'm than just here. like, I'm just here on a date, you know, like totally tell her she's That's cool. better than like the guy with the salmon colored shorts being like, Oh my God, you're my favorite ever musician. <laughs> I'd rather just like imagine a fictional girlfriend. Uh, um, what did, what did the young yeah. lady at Erwan say? She just, she, you know, had her $18 smoothie and was just standing there in the aisle and looking at me. And I was like, you know, am I in the way or what's happening? And, and then she was like, so sorry to do this, but like, I love you. And she was with like five other teenagers. Mm. Um, so I love that. Yeah. I love, I love teenagers uh, coming up to me. It just feels kind of pure. Actually that happened down this, I was, I went to a bookstore for the first time in Silver Lake. And uh, again, like four teenagers. That's the best one by far. Phoebe, you don't seem like your spirit is being crushed by your, uh, by your by your by your fame slash notoriety <laughs> uh no not at all i feel like people sometimes people get freaked out especially in covid world like like 365 or erwan or whatever when they recognize me and they're like hey sorry like i'm leaving right now but i love you or whatever and then i like and then i'm like wait thank you what's your name <laughs> what are you doing today <laughs> start saying that to everett hi i'm leaving right now just to be, <laughs> to be clear, this will not last long. This will not take a long time. I love it. Should we play standard band? Yeah, let's do it. Sam, you'll have to explain yeah. explain our new our new game. Standard band. We have a new uh, a new little franchise on corporate lunch called Stan or Ban, where we throw Ooh. out topics or things to you and ask yes. if you stand them or if you ban them. Okay. Pretty easy. Sweet. Okay. But, you know, you can explain as much or as little as you want about why you stand or why you, why you ban something. I'm excited. This one has sort of a, a spooky theme to it. Yes. Um, not entirely, but, but it's, it's definitely like autumnal for sure. Okay. The first one is scary movies. Stan. Tentative Stan. Wow. I, I, was, I was very protected from scary movies for my whole life. Like, I wasn't even allowed to watch Pan's Labyrinth. And then I watched it the other day and was like, this is the best movie I've ever seen. So I feel like there's a whole world of stuff that I need to watch. So tentative Stan, but I am terrified of everything, so. Okay, Stan or Ban, Pet Ravens. Stan, <laughs> yes. As long as they're not like in hell. Um, right. I'm pretty, I'm pretty down with Ravening. <laughs> at which point Ban, <laughs> yes. Okay. okay, good to know, good to know. Yeah, that's, that's actually really helpful. So we'll write that down. Um, yeah. Those, those giant globes that open up into bars. What? Sam didn't know what this one e is either. It's a globe that I saw in like, you know, the airline magazine, like that sell okay. where you can like the yeah. catalog where you can buy Sky things Mall. on the plane. Sky, Sky Mall. Mall. So Sky yes. Mall sells a large globe that opens up and is, reveals a bar. It's like a bar cart that's hidden inside of a big globe. Earth. Yeah. Stan, just because it's in Sky Mall. <laughs> yeah. Totally agree. Um, Stan or Ban, pumpkin spice beverages. Dan, uh, although I had to quit, I used to, I, I was like addicted. I, I used to skip, I started five sentences and didn't say one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, uh, I went to LOXA, which is like an arts high school that's on the campus of Cal State LA. 
Um, so all you had to do when you ditched school was like walk like 15 feet to the college campus and just disappear into college kids. Um, but there was a Starbucks on campus and I, I would just be like, I don't want to go to class today. And I'd sit, I get like a, a pumpkin spice beverage and then a pumpkin loaf. <laughs> this is like, wow. Uh, pumpkin happy meal. And then, yeah. and then I'd go fall asleep in like the student center uh, just like the most depression of my life. <laughs> so, Pumpkin so coma. Stan within reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, how about poetry? You know, both. Ban and Stan. I feel the same way about like visual art. If I have to read a poem and say, why am I supposed to like this? Why do my friends like this? Then big ban, you know, like, I, I feel like a lot of it is over my head or uh, I have like tried to force myself to like certain poetry but then I I didn't know this until recently but I didn't know that Margaret Atwood wrote poetry and big old stand <laughs> big recommend on the Margaret mm -hmm. Atwood poetry uh, I think it just depends on the poem Stan or Ban Drake maybe I think Stan, have I banned anything? I think Drake <laughs> seems harmless to me, you know? Yeah. Like, Drake seems kind of harmless, right? Is that true? Yeah, sure. From all I, <laughs> from all I know is that Drake is harmless. You did ban bad poetry, so. True, yeah. true. And, and Ravens from Hell, you banned them too. Oh yeah, Ravens <laughs> from Hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Standard ban novelty vote merch. Ooh, timely. Ooh, that is timely. Um, again, harmless. It's like if your mom wants like a, you know, novelty vote T-shirt to make her feel good. Great. You know, I don't know whose mind it's changing, but it. But fine. Maybe it's like the nice. You know, everybody talks about having conversations with your conservative relatives trying to change their mind and that's how it happens is that you have real conversations and and like you know inspirational quotes and novelty vote merch might be just the stepping stone between liberalism and conservatism you know like it's very mom focused and so so again i feel i feel non i don't know non-banning about it <laughs> The binary is really breaking down here, you know, as it should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're doing I'm really just cheating. We're, at this we're doing the good. We're doing the Lord's work here, just slowly yeah. chipping away at the binary. Okay, standard <laughs> ban war crimes. Last one. <laughs> <laughs> we need one ban. <laughs> can I? Can I think about that one for? A <laughs> Ravens from hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless ban war crimes, unless they include ravens. That's. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Yeah. Like a plague. Yeah. That's like a plague a, like, animal. Yeah, totally. Like a gift, man, that's a great gift. Like a plagued raven. Yeah. The plague of the a ravens. Great gift. <laughs> <laughs> a great gift. Unfortunately, that might also be a, a Halloween costume this weekend. Like totally. plague, plague X, like sexy plague person or whatever. <laughs> sexy, yeah. Sexy like plague. With like the, the, the mask nose thing. I kind of want to just be like Pamela Anderson. <laughs> you know? yeah. Barbed wire tattoo and yes, hit, totally. hit, hit the neighborhood. Yes. Uh, Phoebe, you're the best. It's so good to see you. So good to see you, man. Yeah. This is so fun. Uh, Thank you. Congratulations on your, on your label. If you need any advice navigating the corp corporate infrastructure, we are here for you. We have deep, rich experience. Can I do that thing like where I pretend that your office is my office when I like sign people? Yes. Like when I'm in New York, I'll just like make everybody leave the GQ office and just be like, this is, I hang out here by myself all day. <laughs> as long as we can borrow your corporate jet, like that's, <laughs> oh, of course. Also, yeah. nobody course. except me will have to leave the GQ office because it's literally <laughs> empty. I'm actually the, I'm in an empty skyscraper right now, which is some wild shit. That's so cool. I'm the World Trade Center of all skyscrapers, too. Amazing. I was trying to figure out what is the weirdest thing happening in an empty skyscraper in New York, like at any given pandemic moment. 
I mean, maybe this isn't weird, but I feel like people constantly get caught like masturbating on their Zoom yeah. or whatever. So like the one guy in the office like just is so used to being at home <laughs> that that like you you know what I mean? Like there's definitely some just shit that you do by yourself happening in an office. Yeah. Right now somewhere. Yeah. Just not me here. <laughs> I'm That's my favorite thing about New York is like looking a out the window and, and and seeing like somebody fucking. Yeah. Where I'm just like, they don't, yeah, (laughs) again, every, yeah, like my, the hotel I always stay at, like faces another, like huge building. And I just, I love looking at people, like, I don't, you don't even have to try to spy on people. I'm like, these people don't care that there's a building. Yeah. They just, (laughs) across the street. They just fuck themselves in the wide (laughs) I love it. Oh my God, another, this is, you know, this will be the last thing that I punish you with, but a, uh, another idea that we had for like the website and the label was <laughs> that I'm so glad we didn't do was like a fake, like apology letter, like as if I'd violated some sort of code of conduct, like the allegations are false, <laughs> but like, I'm sorry for everybody that hurt. So glad we didn't do that. <laughs> You're listening it. and learning. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just here to listen and learn. I'm gonna take some time and and do a retreat and really just focus on myself and my mental health. Yeah, it's gonna be good. All right, Phoebe, our our offer stands. I'm gonna send over the paperwork <laughs> to your lawyers. If you ever want to come work at GQ, we would be honored to have right, you. Right, dope. And um. I'm trying to think of something cooler to say than hope to see you soon. <laughs> well, just circling back. Somebody say something cooler. Just that. circling back. Just circling back with yeah. you, Phoebe. Yep. Love it. We'll work on these action items and uh, get back to you. <laughs> I have like an ongoing list of shit like that in my phone. I love it so much. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks a lot, Phoebe. Thank all you. All right. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Thanks. Bye.